Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Or a phone with a Bible app on it. I'm okay with that, right? But I still like to use my physical Bible. So those of you who might be with us today or you haven't been with us in a long time or you're visiting, I'm so glad that you're here. We like to do something every Sunday. I call it a Bible declaration. And it's kind of like a prayer that we say out loud together. So if you're okay with talking out loud together, come on, let's hold up our Bibles or let's hold up our Bible app. And we're going to say this all together from our heart as soon as we can. Um, Do we have it today? I know we were having some. uh, It's up there. I don't see it up there like I normally. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Can you guys see it? Ready? Read. This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Breakthrough is a moment in time when the impossible becomes possible. Come on, say it with me. Breakthrough is a moment in time when the impossible becomes possible. That's exactly what happened to this father and his little boy. You guys remember when we started the series, uh, these words from Jesus, he said, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes, Mark 9, 23, the father had a little boy who was, according to the Bible, demon-possessed, trying to take his life. How many of you know dad would be desperate in that circumstance? He goes to the disciples. They couldn't cast out the demon. He comes to Jesus, and he says, Jesus, if you can do anything, help my son. And it's like Jesus says, if I can, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. You got that? Say it with me. Come on. All things are possible to him who believes. And I just want to take time and point out again that this word believes is not a noun. It's a verb. What does a verb do? What does it describe? Action. Why is that important, Pastor Robert? It's important because Jesus is saying, I'm not asking you just to agree with me in your mind. I'm not asking you just to agree with me because it's the thing that church people do. See, real Bible faith always produces action. Real Bible faith says, I'm persuaded, I'm convinced to the point that I'm willing to put some action to it. And that's what the father was doing when he came to Jesus. So it's important that we recognize that because we believe that we serve the God of the impossible. Amen. And we've been on this series that we're calling only God can do it. Come on, say it with me. 
Only God can do it. And the subtitle to the series is important. Listen, setting our course for a year of breakthrough. Setting our course for a year of breakthrough. Why is that important? Because God does the impossible, but we're asked to do the possible. In other words, we can't just say, God, if it's your will, just kind of wave your heavenly magic wand and everything's going to change. No, no, no. You and I get an opportunity to partner with God and set our course, posture ourselves so that God can move. How many of you like football? What is that position where the guy runs and he receives a pass? What is that position? What does he do? What is he called? Wide receiver, wide receiver. So the, the quarterback, he, he tells a play and ready break, and he's expecting that the wide receiver is going to be in a position at that time in that place so that when the quarterback throws the ball, he catches the ball. Can somebody say amen? Okay. So God is the quarterback, and he's got a ball. He's got a ball of life to the full. He's got a ball of breakthrough. He's got a ball of blessing. He's got a ball of help in any area you need it, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, mentally, financially. He's got a ball, and he wants to throw it to us, but he's asking us to be in the position to receive it. Amen? Sometimes if the, if the wide receiver is not there, he won't throw the ball. Other times, he'll throw the ball, but because the wide receiver is not positioned to catch the ball, the ball hits the ground. Amen? God doesn't want your ball of blessing to hit the ground, church. So that's why it's important we understand that we have to set our course. Why is that important? We believe that God is calling us as a church, all of us together, and he's calling you and I as individuals, as fathers, as husbands, as leaders of our homes, as moms, as grandmas, as individuals in the body of Christ. He's calling us to posture ourselves to be in such a place where God can do the impossible. God wants to move in our lives. But in order for him to do that, we kind of establish this, is we have to realize that nothing is impossible for God. The second thing we have to realize is, I'm not excluded by God. Come on, say that with me. I'm not excluded by God. That's important to realize that. And the third thing is this, I can develop breakthrough faith. What's a breakthrough? Well, a breakthrough is a sudden or a progressive advancement where you break through or you break past enemy lines of opposition. Did you know there's a real devil? There's a real enemy, and he's doing everything he can to keep you and I as individuals and to keep us as a church from experiencing the life that God has for us. And so much went on in 2021. This year, we're coming in with a fresh faith, and we're believing that in 2022, we're going to experience breakthrough because we serve the God of the impossible. And so what are we doing? We're taking time and we're looking at five key steps that we can take to set our course so that we can experience breakthrough. And the first one we said is we have to remember our God-given vision. The second and third ones were this. We have to review and report our progress. So we have to remember God has a vision. God has a plan. God has a goal for your life. 
Remember it. Stir yourself up. And now as you're beginning to walk this out, third week in January, we have to realize it's important at times to review and to report my progress. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with myself. Sometimes I don't even want to look at my progress because I don't feel like I'm doing so great. So rather than reviewing it, I just kind of push it down. And a lot of people do that. But God knows what's going on already. So let's just be honest and review and report. If you missed any of those, you can grab our podcast from our website and you can catch up with us. Now, today, I want to start today's material with a short two-minute video clip. How many of you heard of the movie Chariots of Fire? Chariots of Fire was a true story about Eric Lindell. He was one of the main characters in the movie. And they were readying for the 1924 Olympics. He was a Christian man, and when interviewed, he said that he would run for the glory of God. And I want us to just watch a clip, because it's going to be a springboard for today's message. Let's watch it together. Gentlemen, get your marks. Get set. Get up, lad, get up. That's good. You take good care of this lot of yours. You know, the Bible says, let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's important that we recognize that we're in a race called the race of faith. And at times, times will be difficult. At times, there's going to be great opposition. And if I'm being honest, at times, we're going to get bumped off our track. At times, we're going to give up. At times, we're going to fall off course. But you know what matters most is that no matter what happens, you make a decision deep down on the inside that you're going to get up, you're going to keep going after Jesus, and you're going to finish your race. Amen? 
And it's so important we allow that to frame in the rest of this message because the Apostle Paul is going to allude to this in Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 3, I want you to keep in mind the Apostle Paul, a great man of faith, he's writing and he's, he's connecting to a church in this place called Philippi and he's writing from a jail cell or in a dungeon. And based on what he's writing, it doesn't look like he's anywhere close to giving up, throwing in the towel, or getting out of the race. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. And then I want us to come back and I want us to identify some things that are going to help us moving forward in our relationship with God. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. He says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, I haven't arrived yet. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here's a man writing from jail who's determined to keep moving forward, who's determined to stay in his race. But I want you to realize that in order for Paul to reach his God-given vision, And in order for Paul to experience life transformation from knowing Christ and ultimately getting to heaven and finishing his race perfectly conformed to the image of Christ, he couldn't run his race with a mindset or approaches that hinder God's plan in his life. Would you agree with that? And neither can we. We can't run our race, we can't move forward in our relationship with God with mindsets or approaches that hinder what God wants to do in and through our lives. The Bible teaches us that we have to seek new and more effective ways of aligning ourselves, or I could say this, posturing ourselves with different areas in our life or ministry so that God can make the impossible possible. So the title of today's message is simply this, Revisions That Move Me Forward. Come on, would you say it with me? Revisions That Move Me Forward. Okay, so revise. What does revise mean? Simply revise means to alter or to edit, to reconsider and change or modify. A synonym would be to correct. How many of you know that God always corrects when we get off course? But he always does it in love, full of grace, full of love every single time. So step number four, if you've been tracking with us, step number four to setting our course for a year of breakthrough is revision. I must learn to revise my life so that I can move forward. Revision is tough sometimes. How many of you heard of Albert Einstein? Albert Einstein was quoted saying this. You know it. The definition of insanity 
is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So we can't get stuck in doing the same thing over and over, week after week and month after month. And then a whole year goes by and we didn't experience breakthrough. We didn't experience this level of life that God has for us. We didn't make any course corrections. Revision is part of our human life, and it's more part of our spiritual life if we're in a relationship with Jesus. So here's the big question. Pastor Robert, how do I revise my life? Well, I want to go back to Philippians chapter 3. I want to show you three very practical things. Like, it's not so spiritual that it doesn't work in our life. Okay, God is very practical. He wants this to work out in your life, okay? So if you're taking notes, the sermon guide that I gave you, here's the first fill in the blank, okay? Revision, number one, turn away from unhelpful approaches. The fill in the blank word is unhelpful. You and I have to be willing, with God's help, to turn away from unhelpful approaches. Notice verse 13. He says, Forgetting those things which are behind. Now, this word forgetting, it's deeper than just putting it out of your mind. The word forgetting means to turn away from and forget, to deliberately ignore and to purposefully disregard something. See, something may have been really helpful in the past for your life, but it's not helpful right now with the direction that God has for you. Or you could be stuck in a rut. We could be stuck in a rut doing something right now in our life that we know is not helpful. That we know is no longer applicable for what we believe God is showing us and what we believe God wants us to do. We have to make a decision to turn from it, to ignore it, and to leave it in the past if we want to move forward. Let me give you a personal example. This is an example that every single one of us can relate to because it has to do with money, okay? How many ever seen money, touched money, spent money, have money, have everybody, right? So uh, we've been using American Express cards for quite a few years. I don't have a debit card connected to my bank account. I have an American Express, right? Never leave home without it. Is that American Express? So I use that for everything. I use that for buying burritos and tacos. I use it for going to Home Depot. I use it for buying stuff for the church. I use it for buying clothes. Whatever and anything I need it, I use it, okay? And it's been working, but we have some goals financially. And Yolanda does a great job every month. She balances everything out. She makes these little revisions. She makes these adjustments so we can stay on track and keep moving towards our financial goals, right? And so I got so used to using the American Express, but in November, when we did our big food pantry give, I bought turkeys for these food gives with my American Express, On top of everything else I used my American Express for. I did a pretty good job at keeping track of everything, but not perfectly. And when she got the American Express bill, there was like 50 transactions on it. Come on, somebody say that's a nightmare for my wife. It was. became a nightmare for me too, brother. You better believe it, okay? So she's doing her best to keep track of all of that. But she realizes if we want to reach our financial goals, we can't keep doing it this way, Robert. We have to make a revision. We have to make an edit. We have to adjust something if we want to get 
here. So she had this idea that I resisted, to be honest with you, at first. But we ultimately found ourselves sitting in front of the banker, coming up with a separate account for Rob's spending. And we put a certain amount in that account. And I've been using it for the last month and a half. And it's been working. I've been keeping track of every receipt. I've been putting it in my notepad in my phone. She's been allocating it as we go a couple times a month. And it's making sense. And let me tell you the joy that I feel every time that I use that knowing I'm not using a credit card. Can somebody say amen? Because the credit card is designed to get you to become late just one day. And if you're late just one day, all of that interest, it bites you in the, can I say it? B-U-T-T. It does. And so if I want to move forward financially, I have to be willing to look at things and make an adjustment. And I have to be willing to turn from this unhelpful approach so that we can reach the goal that God is showing us concerning our finances. Pastor Robert, that, I mean, that's not biblical. Oh, no, it is, friend. Did you know finances is very spiritual? Very spiritual. And one of the indicators of healthy spiritual life is learning to handle the finances that God blesses us with. So what are you saying, Pastor Robert? I'm saying you have to be willing to turn from unhelpful approaches in any area of your life If you want to move forward and experience breakthrough in 2022. Why? If I hang on to old ways that are not helpful in my new direction, it will hinder me from moving forward into a year of breakthrough. Come on, somebody say that's good preaching, Pastor Robert. Right? This is so true. So here's revision number two. Revision number two, fill in the blank. Turn towards a new approach. That's the word, new. Turn towards a new approach. Now, let me pause and let me just point something out. This is exactly what Jesus preached when he walked the earth. As a matter of fact, the very first message Jesus preached, you can find it in Matthew 4, 17. The first message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. Now, if you're religious, you know. You've been in church any length of time, you know, repentance, it kind of brings this picture of being sorry for your sin and going to the altar and confessing your sin. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how many of you know, if we do that, and then we leave the church building, and we go on and we keep doing the same old things, that really wasn't wholehearted repentance. Because the word repent literally means to change your mind, and with God's help, To go in a new direction. See, Jesus was saying, listen, if you want to experience life that I have to offer you, you have to be willing to turn away from your old worldly approach and lifestyle. And you have to be willing to embrace this new kingdom of God approach and lifestyle. That's fundamental, foundational step number one as Christian men and women. So what Paul is saying here is, listen, not only have to turn from unhelpful approaches, you have to be willing to kind of turn towards and lay hold of new approaches. Look what he says in verse 13 again, the, the last half. He says, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Reaching forward. Forward. Now, this word reaching, think about this. It's a picture of this runner. 
and, and he's at the end of his race, and he's reaching so hard that he stretched his entire body forward. His arms are extended. His chest is extended. His neck is extended as far as he can in order to reach the ribbon and cross the finish line first. Now, here's the thing. This is the opposite of lazy. This is the opposite of casual. It's the opposite of comfortable or just simply convenient. Now, I want to put plenty of grace on this and encourage you. You can't really do anything about your past failures. You can turn from them. You can ask God to forgive me for them. And now we can go a new way. Can somebody say amen? God is so good that way. You know what it says about Jesus in John chapter 1? It says that when he showed up, he showed up full of grace and truth. Not just truth. This is the way to do it and the right thing to do. But full of grace, enabling us to do it, protecting us when we come short. Anybody ever come short of doing it right? So I just want you to know, we have to be willing to turn to a new approach. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, such a powerful verse. Just listen to the heart of the Father speaking to you this morning. This is for somebody. Isaiah 43, 18, he says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Pause. Don't dwell on the past, no matter how successful, no matter how unsuccessful, don't get stuck in the past. Verse 19, behold, look, see, pay attention. I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What does that mean? He's going to make a way where it seemed like there was no way. Roads in the wilderness. He's going to bring rivers in the desert, in these dry parts, places that you couldn't get to. Not only is God going to get you there and make a way where there was no way, when you get there, he's going to be flourishing, and he's going to be plentiful. He's going to be refreshing in your life so that you can drink from the wells of salvation and experience the things that God has for you and your family. Can you say amen? So the second thing, you got to turn to a new, new approach. Listen, I'm going to step on some toes, but I'm not going to look at anybody, okay? God wants to help you. If you're stuck with a habit, with an unhelpful approach, but you know deep in your spirit, God has something more for you. God has something new for you. God has a, a better future for you. If you'll turn to him and ask him, he'll help you. He'll bring you freedom. He'll set you free from whatever it is that's hindering you so that you can break past these enemy lines. If you're stuck, it's not God who has you stuck, friend. If I'm stuck, it's not God who has me stuck. It's me and the devil. I'm stuck in an approach. I don't want to be real. I don't want to be honest. I don't want to turn to God about it. And as long as I'm there, I can't move forward and experience the breakthrough in the life that God has for me. Hear me with plenty of grace. God wants to help you in 2022 experience breakthrough in every 
area of your life, okay? Here's the third revision, okay? Revision number one, you remember, we have to turn from unhelpful approaches. That's in finances, that's in your spiritual life, that's in your emotions, that's in your career, in your habits at home. If they're unhelpful, turn. Number two, you have to reach towards the new approach that God has for you. Here's number three. The third revision is this, pursue incremental growth. The word is growth. Notice what Paul says. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize. Now, if you take this in context, I'm going to show you in a moment what Paul was talking about here. He was talking about knowing Christ. He was talking about becoming so intimately connected to Jesus that he begins to take on the lifestyle of Jesus, that he begins to be transformed more and more and more into the likeness, the character and the conduct and the power of Jesus. Here's a man who wrote so much of the New Testament by under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, yet he's still saying, listen, I'm going forward. I'm pressing to the goal. I'm pressing for the prize. I'm not ready to call it quits. Let me just say this. This is powerful. It is possible to age and not grow. It is possible to age and not grow spiritually. And that's not God's best for you. It's not God's best for me. So we have to pursue incremental growth. He says, I press I press. It's a picture of that runner. With every stride that he's making, he's pressing forward one stride at a time. Every Olympic runner, he was dreaming for that day. But that happened one stride at a time, one race at a time, one ribbon at a time. He continued to press for that incremental growth as a runner. That's what Paul did. And that's what you and I have to do. Listen, in 2022, we have to make a decision. I'm not going to stay where I am spiritually. I'm going to grow. Listen to the heart of Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. I want to take us back to verse 8. Kind of shape some of the context in which he's writing 12 through 14. And I want to read it to you out of the Amplified Classic Edition. So powerful. Listen to his heart. He says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the position, possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win or gain Christ, the anointed one. That was his pursuit to incrementally grow and to become more and more like Christ Jesus. Pastor Robert, that's, that's hard. That's really hard. Listen, I love what Watchman Nee said in his book, Sit, Walk, Stand. Listen, 
He said, Christianity doesn't begin with a big do, but with a big done. In other words, it's not about what you and I can do. It's about leaning back and trusting and sitting in what Christ has already done. Amen? There's a confidence. There's a wind in our sails that comes when we begin to have revelation of the finished work of the cross. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, you are seated with Him and you are seated in Him. And He's inviting you to the table to sit back and put all of your trust, all of your weight, all of your future, all of your hope, all of your dream, all of your growth in Him. And when we do that, the Father promises us to cause us to grow from the inside out by the power of the Holy Spirit. The incremental growth that we're supposed to pursue is not trying to grow on our own, but instead trusting that God's power in us will cause us to grow. You know, it's God's heart to give you the desire to want to grow, And then on top of that, like icing on the cake, he comes in and he says, I'm going to grow you by the power of my spirit and by the power of my word. So real quickly, as we're beginning to close, I'll have the worship team come up to the front. Listen, what did we cover? God wants us to move forward. He doesn't want us to stay stuck. He wants us to experience breakthrough. He wants us to experience the God of the impossible doing things and moving in our lives. So there's three revisions that we got to make. Revision number one. Come on. Do you know it? I must turn from unhelpful approaches. What are those? Let me tell you what will keep you from doing this. One of the things that will keep you from doing this, that will keep me from doing it, is busyness. We're so busy. I mean, we are constantly on the move. How are you doing? Busy. Have you ever heard that? I mean, we've said it. How you been? Busy. And I'm not saying that you don't have a lot going on. I'm saying that busyness will keep us from sitting before God and connecting with him with our Bibles open and searching our hearts and asking the Holy Spirit, Show me what's unhelpful in my mindsets and in the approaches that I'm taking. Show me so that I can forget them, so that I can turn from them. The second thing is, I got to be willing to turn towards a new approach. God, okay, if I'm going to forget that, what's the new approach you want me to take? How do you want me to move forward in my finances, in my relationship with my spouse, How do you want me to move forward in my physical well-being? I was talking to another brother who attends our Catawba campus, and he told me that recently he lost 60 pounds. That's like a missing child. I mean, that's a lot of weight to shed. I mean, you might feel better after you lose 60 pounds. Amen? I said, how'd you do that, man? God helped me. God helped me. He connected me with another brother and another friend of mine. And, And Pastor Robert, even when it was cold, I went to the mall. Or I went to the YMCA and I did laps in the mall and I did laps. I just kept walking and walking and walking. I said, that was it. He goes, oh no, I I had to turn from all the fried food. I had to make an adjustment and I had to turn from that way of eating and I had to begin to formulate these new approaches to diet 
and exercise because I want to live. I'm not done. I'm still young. God's got more in store for me. Amen. So that's very practical. God spoke to him about his health. He made a decision to turn and forget the old way. And with that, he made a decision to lay hold of a new way. And he's experiencing health. He's experiencing healing. He's experiencing what I would call breakthrough in his physical body. And here's the last thing. This is so important. You and I have to make a decision to revise our show walk with the Lord. And we have to be willing to pursue incremental growth. Incremental, step by step, little by little by little. It's a lifelong process. But if you'll pursue Jesus, if you'll pursue reading the scriptures, get in a connect group, keep coming to services, keep connecting with God little by little by little. God's going to cause you to grow spiritually. You're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And you're going to experience the life of breakthrough that God has for you. Have you been blessed by the word? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.